commence primary ignition. Primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, as always, Caleb Keller. And joining me this week is none other than DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan on all social media platforms. What's up, DJ? I am so happy to be here. I do have one quick correction for you. I am okay. not Rebel Scum Texan on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, my yeah. Bad. No, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> That's that's just I, I just decided a while back, you know, I'll just be, you know, RST in the places where I don't mind uh, faking life. If you, sure. if you will, it's my <laughs> alter ego on on Instagram. I'm very much me. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. All that to say, though, I, I still am pretty much me on on other stuff. But I mean, I, I just it's more Star Warsy on the places where it is Rebel Scum Texas. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Well, listen, you can find me if you want my personal Twitter yeah. handle or Instagram, whatever. It's right there. Caleb J. Keller three. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely more active at Mando Talk, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So I just wanted to go ahead and plug those socials while we're there. But before we get this show rolling we have to address this it was tuesday night geekverse reactions we were doing our venom let there be carnage spoiler review spoiler breakdown if you haven't checked that out and you've seen venom let there be carnage please go back and check that video out but while we were live we in fact hit that goal of 100 subscribers on youtube and we initially said 100 by the book of boba fett and you guys smashed that goal with ease, not even close, never a doubt, never a question. You got it done. So I have to say thank you so much to every single one of you out there that has clicked that subscribe button. It is oh so greatly appreciated. I say that all the time and I mean it. It's not just rehearsed or I'm not reciting anything. I am so appreciative of every single one of you. And it is phenomenal that we've gotten to that number. But it has made me and DJ both realize, I think we have more potential here. So yes. I know this is lofty, but look, I did some calculations today and we're still 82 days away from the book of Boba Fett. Now, just to make it even more challenging, let's see if we can get to 200. Let's do it. Yeah. Why not? It might be lofty, might not be possible, but that's our next goal. So let's make it happen. And it works for me. I think yeah. we can do it. And it's like you said on, on Tuesday, if every one of our subscribers and we've actually gained two more subscribers since there you go. Tuesday. So what up to, <laughs> yeah, thank you. You extra two people. Thank you so much. We're so glad you're here. We're glad that you're with us here at Mando talk and yeah. first reactions, but absolutely. You said you think we can get there. I agree with you. I think we can get there. If everybody would just share this one time. Yeah. You know, that would do a ton. That would just do a lot. Text it, text a link of yeah. our channel to somebody. And if every single one of us does that, that's 204 subscribers so let's do it let's let's make it happen uh, i'll continue to motivate you guys because 
it's not necessarily just for our benefit, but it's for all of our benefits. You know, we'd have more people in the chat to talk to more opinions displayed on the show and just overall better conversation. So, so let's get that done. Now I do want to notify specifically our podcast listeners, our podcast platforms of something that I am considering doing. It's something that I've held off on doing for a while, but I do think that we've gotten to the point here at Mando talk where we have the potential, the possibility to do some ads and some sponsorships. Now, I know that, you know, sometimes ads disrupt your viewing or your listening experience, but I I promise you, I'm not going to do it to where it annoys you or it it messes with the flow of the show. But that is something that I'm heavily considering starting to activate. Uh, So if if you have an opinion on that or you want to share something about that to just let me know of how to best handle that situation, please tweet at me at Mando Talker. Just actually send me a direct message about it. I would love to have more so of a one-on-one kind of private conversation about that. But I felt it was necessary. I don't know. I always like to let the audience know beforehand before I do something like that. Uh, So those are just some things that I wanted to keep you uh, aware of. That might be coming down the pipeline. Don't be surprised if it happens. Uh, And yeah, that's just growth. It's just us growing and, and getting out there a little bit more and it's just an opportunity for us to uh get onto it dj you want to add anything to that or you good with that it's coming from the i I found the whole youtube as far as podcasting goes thing through podcasting so for me ads on podcasts don't really ever hinder me at all and i know that's maybe difference of opinions and others but uh Mm. to me if it means we're growing then i think it's totally uh, worth worth it going that direction because it means that we can grow even even more which you know for me I'm I'm all about growth but I, I want to be able to share this with as many people as we can because I love talking about Star Wars I love talking about other geek verse related things so if we're able to do that with even more people it's just exciting to me so the, yeah it, it's worth it to me absolutely well listen we do also have one more thing to say We have a new segment that we are going to introduce tonight, and I cannot wait uh, to have this segment uh, and to continue to do it. And of course, it's called Fair Enough. Fair Enough. We say that all the time. We've decided to make basically it's like a hot take segment called Fair Enough, where we're going to share some hot takes. And it's something that you can get involved with, but I'll share more about that later once we actually get to that Fair Enough segment in our show so stick around stick around to see what that fair enough segment is all about uh and share your fair enough takes whenever we get there we would love to hear those and share them in the future so we can get them in that fair enough segment but anyway those are all the things that i wanted to address you know now that we're at 100 subs there's a bunch of different things now that are going on here at mando talk slash geekverse reactions all good things but i wanted to make sure that all of that was given to you, our lovely audience, our lovely listeners. But without further ado, let's get into this. This is Mando Talks. We've got Star Wars news to discuss. Uh, Bouncing off of this news, we're going to get into kind of a uh, revisit, if you will, as far as a key character in the saga, as in Supreme Leader Snoke. I can't wait to have that conversation. And we do have, thanks to Star Wars Newsnet, Book of Boba Fett, leaks and of course once we get there i will say spoiler warning for all of you that don't want to hear it which is totally fine completely understand but a lot to get to and without further ado dj are you ready are you locked in ready to go in the cockpit you ready i have my roller coaster safety harness on let's go fair enough fair enough all right let's get to it first news piece is lego terrifying tales the halloween special 
that uh, Lucasfilm decided to give us in Lego form has been out since last Friday, October 1st. And what I want to do just to open up our new segment here is to share how we felt or, or how many times necessarily we've seen terrifying tales for me personally. I've only gotten around to see it once. Uh, I do plan on getting another viewing in, especially as Halloween gets closer and closer. I mean, it's a perfect Halloween vibe special. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. If I'm completely honest, after one viewing, I think it's my favorite Lego Star Wars special to date. Okay. Uh, I loved like the little dark side, the humor. There was something in particular that absolutely cracked me up. But of course, now that I'm live and talking about it, it's completely <laughs> left the brain. Uh, but regardless, I loved this special, if I'm being completely honest. Everything from beginning to end, I was engaged. I thought it was funny, lighthearted, something you can share with the next generation of Star Wars fans. It was beautiful. DJ, what did you think of Lego Terrifying Tales? So I've seen it a shocking zero times what i have and listen i'm kind of like how you were last week you were just so busy that you couldn't like get around to watching sure. what if or whatever it was and and for me I, I have i've just been so busy and the first chance i had to watch it was last night and i was dog tired i was so tired and i was like how long is it i looked at it, i was like 45 minutes no i gotta go to bed <laughs> i was like i don't i don't have the energy today so when we're done streaming tonight, I will go watch it. However, with that being said, from what I know about it, what I've seen about it, and how I'm hearing your opinions, I'm actually, I mean, I've been excited to watch it for a lot mm -hmm. of reasons, but I'm still very much looking forward to hoping my expectations are right where they need to be. And it's what we always want. We always want our expectations right where we, you know, want them sure. to be. Yeah. But with this one, it does look like a ton of fun. It is mm -hmm. the most intriguing to me out of all of the Lego specials that I've seen. And that includes those Freemaker adventures and even where we are uh, now with last year's Christmas special. So all that to say, you know, there's that. And also, I, I don't really get into Halloween a whole lot. I'm not I'm not mm. a spooky season person. So yeah. for me, it's one of those I don't need to get to it right away. And but at the same time, I want to watch it. So I'm going to get there. I'm going to watch it. And when I do, I'm I'm, re I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, and absolutely. It looks well, listen, like we got it looks like we got a friend over here in uh, the chat tonight, Rural Farm Bar. He is back with us. Yeah, and he says he's I'm not alone. Uh, he also says he has not seen uh, the special, so maybe he and I can get on Disney Plus and do a group watch party or something. Sure, see, hey, see that would that, that would be legit. Um, it'd be, be something. I do recommend just checking it out at some point. Whenever, you, obviously, it's not the most important viewing of star wars content that we have but it's lighthearted, it's fun and like i said i think it's always important whenever they deliver something that's that's yeah. directed toward the next generation and and that's what these lego specials are so i enjoyed it uh if you have seen terrifying tales non-spoilers at this point though because we do have several that haven't seen it share your overall thoughts on that special i would love to read those and hear those dj do you want to lead this next news section sure let's do it okay all right let's sweet. do it all right, Andy Serkis, as we all know, famous, famously uh, Gollum slash Smeagol from Lord of the Rings has now directed a, a couple of movies, but Andy Serkis has been promoting Venom, Let There Be Carnage, he, his most recent film. And of course, we always have to go with the shameless plug around here, do we not? Uh, <laughs> let's go check out our, our spoiler review from Let There Be Carnage from this past Tuesday that Caleb teased up at the beginning of tonight's 
uh, live stream. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. That is, if you have seen Let There Be Carnage, because we went into some heavy spoilers this week on that. And normally we don't do that, but hey, this time around we had to. We, we really wanted to get that out there for you guys. But all that to say, he's out there promoting Venom 2, and he was recently asked about the death of his Star Wars character, Supreme Leader Snoke. And here's what he had to say about his character's fate in The Last Je uh, Jedi. He said, I was devastated when I read that the script, that script, because it was all going so well. I was like, man, this is a boss character. I'm going to love play. Oh, you're kidding me. What? I was like, okay. These are all direct quotes, by the way. I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, is it a good idea? I suppose it is. I was slightly mortified, pardon the pun. It was all in the right, I think. I loved playing that character, and I loved the face-off scene between Kylo Ren and Rey. And then he goes on to say, it was so great. So when he asked about his knowledge of Snoke's origins, this is probably the most intriguing part of this interview, where he says, the journey towards discovering that he was a Palpatine clone of sorts was something that happened during the process because everything was so secret since Force Awakens. So... Caleb, yeah. what are your takes here with Andy Serkis's, um, just his comments about his character, Mr. Snoke? Sure, Mr. Snoke. I Mr. love it. Uh, Mr. Snoke. <laughs> big thing for me initially, the quotes about him, you know, kind of being mortified, if you will, of learning that his character of Snoke was going to meet his end. I think in the making of like the Last Jedi special they made, it showed Ryan Johnson telling Andy Serkis your character's mm. dying in this film oh. and he was like what seriously <laughs> uh, it was great but i agree with mr circus in that i thought the execution of of the film uh for that part and the execution of the character snoke right. i think it was needed for the story because for me personally Kylo Ren at that point I felt like was ready to transition into the big bad of the trilogy now obviously in hindsight we now know that the rise of Skywalker kind of didn't allow Kylo Ren to take that step of being the big right. bad because Palpatine returned but I did like that idea of Kylo making and, and this is something I've said before Kylo does something that Vader didn't he, he decides that, oh, I'm going to be the one that leads this entire First Order. I'm the, I'm the man in charge because he doesn't know Palpatine's out there at this point. Uh, I right. love that character moment. And so I agree with Mr. Circus, Ryan Johnson's decision, everyone involved with that. And I thought that that was appropriate, Snoke's death. However, I will say going into his next quote where he's talking about how, you know, he didn't know that he was Palpatine's clone. I am slightly disappointed that we didn't get that elaboration right. in film i know we've gotten it at this point as far as novels and, yeah. and comics go but snoke for me was so mysterious i loved the look uh in force awakens man as soon as i saw that big holographic image you know a couple things raced through my head i was like okay number one is he really that huge yeah. uh number <laughs> yeah. two is he Plagueis? It, like, those were the initial things that came to mind. Now, right. obviously, I didn't need that connection. I didn't need for him to be Plagueis. But I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot set up with Snoke. Yes. That wasn't necessarily executed. But I do like the decision of Snoke being killed when he was 
killed. What do you have to say about all of that, Mr. DJ? I am, uh, well, Mr. Caleb, I am, (laughs) so I'm on the other end of the spectrum here. I, I was never personally satisfied with what's, what happened with Snoke post uh, The Force Awakens. Um, I remember hearing the voiceover for the first time in the trailer back in 2015, May of 2015 is probably when that was. Mm And just being really excited, like, oh, who's this guy? And that's how I found out Andy Serkis was kind of in the film. And I was like, Andy Serkis, you know, I got super stoked. So the fact that he was in Star Wars made me excited. And I think that might lend to why I am not um, a big fan of how he was handled in The Last Mm. Jedi. Okay. Because I love Andy Serkis' acting. I thought it was Mm -hmm. underutilized. Like, his ability as a performer, I felt, was very... Uh, underutilized and that again that's just me being the lord of the rings fan that i am i just uh, and i it's hard for me to separate the two as if you'll go back and listen to anything i've talked about with venom you know you'll know that's where my mind is when i talk about andy circus but you know the biggest problems i had with with snoke's death and and everything else was i wanted him to be this line of 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 a kind of a bigger villain Mm. throughout the, the the sequel trilogy throughout that specific trilogy because i wanted kylo ren to have something more to battle against i guess mm. and i wanted there to be a bigger moment where it, you know snoke and him maybe had a showdown or something i don't know i just it, there was mm. a lot of things that i wanted that of course what are they going to do listen to me i mean <laughs> sure. but like i just wanted it to go a different way and as the classic luke line is it's not going to go the way you think which is right they told everybody yes, straight they away they um, and that and that's okay you know but all that being said i still really like the character snoke i think mm-hmm. he's very cool i was with you i thought he was a thousand feet tall um, yeah. and then then to choose to have him in yellow and gold robes for mm-hmm. last jedi i thought this is interesting because mm-hmm. i was expecting this dark and broody darth plagacy type guy sure. like you mentioned and I didn't get that. And so for me, it's, you know, it's not like a, I'm still going to rewatch The Last Jedi. And in fact, mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned um, the behind the scenes because I have only seen the director in the Jedi. That, That's what that, it was called. Yeah, yeah. That documentary, which, listen, why hasn't Disney Plus put any of these behind the scenes documentaries on there Is yet? Is that not on there? I think if you go to I The think, Last Jedi and you click on extras, I think it's there. I think that's on there, but like, the beginning the making of episode one isn't on there puppets to pixels from attack oh. of the clones isn't on there yeah you before, know, with so p- yeah pre- i want Disney. all of, i want all I of them on there yeah, like yeah, yeah. the number one thing that they should put on there for the original trilogy is a documentary called from star wars to jedi which is just a beautiful mm. uh, making of that whole trilogy it, it's like an hour and a half long doc it's fantastic but yeah um all that to say I'm glad you mentioned that because now I'm like, man, I haven't watched that in a while. I need to go back and revisit Mm -hmm. that for just the sake of remembering. But all that to say, as far as Snoke goes, I don't want to veer off too much. No, you're good. As far as Snoke goes, I love Snoke. I think Snoke's a great character. I wish we could see more of him. And I know that there's comics and and other stories where we can, which I'm very much appreciative of. Mm -hmm. So if they ever decide to pull another Snoke clone out of one of those tubes, um, even though they were smashed there at the, uh, at the end or at the beginning sure. of rise of skywalker you know that's yeah whatever i still kind of want a snow clone to come yeah back. <laughs> well something too that i i don't think we can forget at this point is um 
I think the Mandalorian is answering some of these questions now. Don't forget we had yeah. that that uh, Snoke looking figure in that tank. And uh, I don't remember yeah. what chapter it was. It was Carl Weathers and and Gina oh, Carano. That's, uh, that episode where episode they come back to Navarro five? twelve. Season two, episode season five? two, episode five. So I yeah, think that would be episode twelve or something like that. Anyway, but regardless, I do think that the Mandalorian is maybe giving us the ones that really want more snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna at least tease it enough to where yeah. we feel uh satisfied, if you will. Well, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know well, what John Favreau has been given all this material, past and future, from where he is in the story of the Mandalorian. So with all of that, you know, you want it all to lead and kind of have a big crescendo into The Force Awakens in theory. Like, not that it's going to lead right into it or anything, sure. but you want, you want something like that to happen and be, be able to see yeah. those gaps being filled. And I think that they'll eventually get to that. And if Snoke comes back in Mandalorian, I will have a full-on conniption fit because I, I think it'll be the coolest thing uh, ever. And back in the chat, Roll Farm Boy is giving us trivia. Caleb, uh -oh, do you uh -oh. have... I don't know the answer to this. How tall was uh, Supreme Leader Snoke? And he says he is being serious. So, well, RFB, you're going to have to help me on that. My guess yeah, here. I don't know. I'm going to give you a guess. Seven, two. I'm, oh, <laughs> I had seven, four in okay. my head. It might seven, be. Four, in, four. I, I can't remember if they show a shot where Adam Driver is standing as tall as he can compared to Snoke because Adam Driver is a pretty tall dude. He's like six foot two or six foot three. That dude's tall. Like, yeah, it's so, incredibly tall. I don't know, RFB. You're gonna have to tell us if you know the answer. Or give yeah. us that, <laughs> or somebody else have fun yeah. in the chat with Roll yeah. Farmboy because we don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I do one more thing though to add. Sure. I think it's cool this conversation that we just had because for me, Snoke's death was my favorite part of the Last Jedi. If I'm being completely honest, okay. even though I loved Snoke's character. Again, I'm still of the opinion that in order for Kylo Ren to flourish, that moment sure. had to happen. And yeah. I, it's great that you have a different point of view, and yet we're still not screaming at each other. Yeah. And we're having a great conversation about The Last Jedi. Exactly. I don't see the point, and I was talking to a guy on Twitter about this earlier. I don't see the point in, in the constant bickering and back, and back and forth about things. I mean, love what you love in Star Wars and, you know, Everybody else can suck it, I guess. I don't know. Because, like, I'm going to have a good time with this regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you have any other final thoughts, closing thoughts on Snoke as far as revisiting the character that maybe we overlooked? Only that Roll Farm Boy just told us that Snoke is nine feet tall. Wow. I don't Dude. Mess with That's enough. That's yeah, enough I, that. I did not know that, man. I, I did not know that. he was that tall, but. I didn't think so whatever, either. Whatever. See, okay. maybe, hey, hey, we need more Snoke. We need more info. Obviously, maybe I'm just not looking at the info out there. No, we need more. No, we just need more Snoke. That's what it is. Give us yeah, more there Snoke. You there you go. <laughs> well, listen, if you have some thoughts on Snoke, now that we're kind of in, you know, we can look back on the entire trilogy, see Snoke's character uh, and how he was really only there for two episodes, though. And then he was in the background in a tube. Uh, in episode nine and that was really about it but regardless you have thoughts on snoke please let us know we would love to talk about that character but we're ready now to move on to the next uh news piece and this news piece is in fact the spoiler warning now the book of boba fett this is what this news piece is about it's a leak for the book of boba fett i don't think it's really a plot line leak more so of a 
uh, well, maybe DJ has other thoughts. Uh, more so for me, more so of just like a really visually cool moment and cool showdown potentially. I'll leave it at that before we dive into the spoilers. So again, spoiler warning, here's what I'll do. Um, let me just, for those of you that are with us live right now, let me just wave my hands like crazy. We're fixing to go into spoilers. And then whenever we're out of spoilers, we'll do the same thing. We'll you look start like wave, one of those waving our hands like crazy. You look like one of those inflatable <laughs> tube men outside of a car dealership. Just... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I can see what you're saying. But anyway, <laughs> let's get into these Book of Boba Fett potential leaks. All right, here we go again. Final spoiler warning. Here it is. Spoiler. The Book of Boba Fett from Star Wars Newsnet. This is an exclusive to that site. So again, I always say it. Props to that. They're my favorite news site out there, if I'm being completely honest. Um, it says... A wild scene description from the Book of Boba Fett can be found at that location of Star Wars Newsnet. And here's the direct quote from that article. A reliable source has described a scene from the Book of Boba Fett to us. In the scene, Boba Fett will be encountering and quite possibly taming slash controlling a rancor. Our source was not completely positive on whether Fett is fighting the beast or controlling it. But Fett is standing on the back of the Rancor's neck and looks like he's riding and controlling it as it tears through a complex city street on what is likely Tatooine. We consulted with a separate source who confirmed the scene is indeed in the series. So this sounds pretty legit. Sounds like it's going to be something there. Here's something interesting. I don't know why, but for me, as soon as I read this, because I'm assuming, I think in the article it mentions that it doesn't look like the Rancor that's in Return of the Jedi. I mean, that one's dead at this point anyway. Yeah. But could it be the Rancor we got in uh, Bad Batch? Well, I would say if it's a if it's a flashback, it certainly could be. I think it would be it would make a lot of sense to say, hey, let's bring in this thing from Bad Batch because I personally want Omega to be in the book of Boba Fett in like a flashback somewhere. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We're connective. Yeah. Um, but if, if all we get from bad batch is the little baby rancor, whose name escapes me, uh, if, if that's all we get, then that's fine. I think it'd be really cool. Plus, you know, if that rancor is not the same as the rancor from last Jedi, it would make sense that Jabba would then replace the rancor. You know, I just, mm -hmm. it makes sense. So I'm for it. If that's what happens. Great. You know, I mean, they're trying to really make sure that we understand that Boba Fett is a Mandalorian um, as per Mandalorian season two. So why not have him ride a giant beast when the Mandalorians tamed the great mythosaur? That makes sense to me. That'd be pretty cool. That, that would be pretty cool. I will say too, uh, in the star Wars Newsnet article, I didn't want to display it on YouTube because I didn't want to, you know, spoilers or, or take away from the work that those guys did, but there's an image like a concept art that they drew in response to these leaks that they were getting. It, it's pretty cool. Uh, seeing Boba it, on, it on top of a, on top of a rancor is pretty cool uh, visual, pretty right. cool moment. However, do you, okay. So do you think, I guess going back into the source, do you think he's fighting it or it sounds like you're more so leaning toward he's taming it. He's you know, riding it. It could be one of those situations where a taming got out of control. Uh, that's what makes the most sense to me. You know, I, from what I read and what I saw, I think, you know, it's probably one of those, the Rancor's loose, Boba, go get him. And he's like, flies off and does his whole thing. And then he dies in the process. 
I don't okay. know. I, I mean, that's kind of my that's where I'm thinking it's going to go. Yeah. OK. For some reason, you know, on Tatooine, I keep I, I'm trying to come up with how Cobb Vanth is going to get involved. Wouldn't it be something to see Boba just like riding on this rancor full head of steam straight to just, Cobb Vanth? <laughs> and then just, oh, my gosh, just to get like revenge. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be <laughs> hilarious if Cobb Vanth is just there or even if he's just like to the side, he's just kind of like, OK, <laughs> and he walks the other way. that'd be yeah. hilarious. I would love that. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Funny. All right. Well, listen, that's that's the leak. Uh, Boba Fett could potentially be riding on a rancor, but those are the spoilers. So, you know, if you were <laughs> muting, if you muted us on YouTube, here's our, our gas station inflatable hands. No more spoilers uh, for that book of Boba Fett news piece. <laughs> but those of you that are watching live, if you have thoughts on that book of Boba Fett news piece, uh, put them in the chat. Maybe try to avoid spoilers for it, though, for maybe those. Yeah, that, uh, that I would. Haven't. I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so maybe maybe just messages or hop over on Discord. Hey, hey, Discord links in the description. Yeah. If you, if you want to have a sport, there is a spoiler thread on there. So there is. I think that's free game at that point. Uh, spoiler is. thread on Mando Talks Discord link in the description. Come and tell us what you think of that uh, book of Boba Fett rant, uh, the, the book of Boba Fett thing that's that's is. out there. Okay. Other notable news pieces, DJ, uh, hit them. You got them. I'm em? ready. I'm All ready. Right. Let's do, do it. it. I was just I was retweeting something because no, you're good man. I saw I was like, oh, Mando Talk tweeted, so hey, I hey, had to make sure I retweeted. Up, hype us up. Hype us All up. All right. All day. All day. All right. Other notable news, according to. Jordan Mazon, mm. Ma Mason, something like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Mazon. That sounds more Star Warsy. <laughs> Jordan Mazon at Cinelake says Obi Wan Kenobi could premiere on Disney Plus in May of 2022. Caleb, does this make sense to you? Does this sound like the right time frame? Hundred percent. I'm with you. Hundred percent makes sense for me. And something else that I realized today because I was reading this tweet from Cinelinks, I pulled up my calendar. Okay. You know what day of the week May the 4th falls on this year or this is it a coming year? Is it a Wednesday? A Wednesday. Whenever Disney Plus is releasing their I television did not know that. episodes. I May the 4th. You, you're hearing it right now. Mando it, Talk exclusive. May the 4th, 2022. Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Hello there. All day. Hey, All you, day. you heard it here first. And make sure whenever you tweet, whenever it comes out in the next couple of weeks, Make sure you reply to that yes. Star Wars uh, yes. tweet that says, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi coming May 4th, 2022. Say, oh, Mando Talk reported yeah. it first. <laughs> we did. We did report it first. 100%. Hopefully you are uh, catching <laughs> that sarcasm through the mics there. But I do oh, think that's potential. I'm not sarcastic. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a perfect potential day. I mean, I had no idea it was a Wednesday. Why wouldn't you relate? Uh, you wouldn't not relate. Why wouldn't you release? Yeah. The most anticipated Star Wars series since The Force mm. Awakens. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm going to be real honest with you. I love Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi has been more anticipated than Mandalorian. Well, I, I think I think you shared your most anticipated television shows on Discord, and you mm. put Mandalorian dead last. I want to well, say I've already seen the character. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. else are they going to do? He's going to show up with a jetpack and a little baby Yoda and he's going to shoot somebody. And that's the whole episode. I mean, sure. <laughs> unless they can totally subvert those expectations, it's like, it's death last. So yeah. you're, no, that's you're not wrong. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I but, don't know. I don't know. 
See, I'm one of those like once once it's time for Mandalorian to start coming out, that's my most anticipated. Once it's time for Andor to start coming yeah. out, that's my most anticipated. That's, no, that's how I, I'll be. I'm 100% looking forward to Obi-Wan Kenobi the most. Um, Ahsoka is a number two right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, just because it's different, is three. And then Mando's down at the bottom until we get something else. But you tell us what you're – hey, you know what? Go ahead and tell us what your most anticipated live-action uh, project from Star Wars is, is right now. It may yeah. change, but tell us what it is right now. Okay. Absolutely. We got this next one here. Star Wars announces four new books featuring never-before-told stories. The first one, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. All right? Caleb, I'm going to go ahead and just give a quick little rundown here. What we've got in our notes, and then I'll hand the next one off to you. Sound good? Okay, that's cool. Says, we might need to spend some time with this one, though. I will that's say fine. that. <laughs> that's fine. So here's the breakdown of this, of the Shadow of the Sith. Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian return in the essential novel set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Luke is having visions of Exegol. Lando reports to Luke a new Sith menace following his daughter being stolen from him. Hello. (laughs) And then their mission turns into aiding a young family running for their lives from Ochi, a.k.a. the guy who murders Ray. The creepy looking guy. (laughs) Ray Skywalker's. Actually, it's Ray Palpatine at that time. But Ray Ray Palpatine's parents. So, Caleb. Let's hear what you have to say, because you were telling me off air how excited you were about this novel. Yes. Uh, first of all, whenever they use that word essential, that is uh, slap slap on the forehead. I need to check this out. Yeah. Luke having visions of Exco. I think that connects directly to the rise of Skywalker. Whenever Lando mentions that him and Luke started chasing this guy and they just could never figure it out based on yes. those visions. And then also. It's okay. I have two things to say about this. Go ahead. Lando wanting to find his missing daughter. Now, clearly, that is Jana. Yeah, it's John. From yeah. Jana, sorry. Uh, from The Rise of Skywalker. Now, yeah. number one, I'm glad we're getting this story. But number two, I know after Rise of Skywalker came out, a lot of us speculated, oh, that's going to be a series one day. I think this takes that potentially off the plate, at least for a while, at least for a while. They might yeah. make it in book form and come back to it. Those are just my opinions on that. You know, if they come back to it in live action, it'll be in the Lando series. But mm. even Ooh, good, then, dude, I forgot all about that. Series, we all man. we all do because there's there's no Jeez. information about it. May, OK, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to backtrack on that. We might yeah. see some of that in it but maybe not necessarily a series focused on it. Yeah. I mean, we may see like highlights of it for sure. I I think that would be the right move, but we know nothing about Lando. So for now, all we can go off of for actual canon Lando content is this Mm -hmm. novel, at least of of course there's other stuff probably, but you know, definitely this one. So that's what I wanted to say about Lando real quick. Yeah. Uh, But turn it back to you. You know, you have anything else you want to say about this, this story? No, other than I have a feeling this is going to also please uh, those that liked the Luke portrayal in The Mandalorian. I would assume that he's going to be kind of in that status, if you will. And I believe also that Adam Christopher, the author of this novel today, gave a hint in one of his tweets and said, I hope everyone likes lightsabers. So I'm assuming we're going to see some or read some cool little showdown moments with Luke and potentially 
other force users or at least lightsaber welders out there. Yeah. So I can't wait. I I am of these four. This is by far the one that I am looking forward to the most. All right. That's okay. fair enough, man. All right. Let's go ahead and look at that next one. All right. You want me to read this one? I do. I do. I do. Okay. Okay. Here we go. The second novel or book that was announced today is titled Brotherhood by Mike Chin. Now, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, those are our key characters. Obviously, that is appealing already. Here's here's kind of my big takeaways. I didn't these aren't necessarily quotes from the article that was released but my big takeaways uh from this announcement with brotherhood obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker must stem the tide of the raging clone wars and forge a new bond as jedi knights anakin now a jedi knight comes to and i'm probably gonna mess this up but i know it's in revenge of the sith i haven't watched that in a minute i'm probably gonna mispronounce this kato nimodia Cato Nimodia. Cato, okay, thank you. Now, that is something that Kenobi references, though, in Revenge of the Sith. He's like, that business on Cato, however you say it, DJ. Cato Nimodia. Thank you. That business doesn't matter, or that business doesn't count. So it's cool to actually get that story. But last thing I'll say before I pass it back to you, DJ, is Kenobi senses Asajj Ventress in this book. So yeah. that's already exciting in itself. So a lot of cool things there, even if I can't say it. Uh, DJ, what do you think about so, this book? Well, Kato Nimodia, first of all, yeah, Kenobi does say that business on Kenobi doesn't count. And doesn't it? It, it doesn't count. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't doesn't count. Like, yeah, he's very adamant. Like, well, let's not talk about that. But yeah. that's going to be an interesting story because, and I, y'all know, if you listen to Mando talk, you know how much I love Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. That novel is fantastic. And I will Claudia be Gray is phenomenal, by absolutely. the way. And I will be referencing that novel in just a few moments. Yes, but, you will. <laughs> um, this one, for me, gives that kind of, we learn in Master and Apprentice why Obi-Wan Kenobi hates flying. This mm. is going to give us that story of why what happened on Cato Nimodia. Not mm-hmm. to mention, this one, I'm picking up, I'm reading it, I'm buying the hard copy because this is going to be one of those books I know I want to reference down the road. Here's the thing. In Legends, in what is now considered non-canon material, Asajj Ventress is the one to give Anakin the scar over his eye. And so when mm. you find when you find out that scar on his right eye is from Asajj Ventress, and it's never, you don't see it in Clone Wars. In fact, when you watch the Clone Wars movie, even though it's kind of all out of chronological order, even when you watch it in chronological order, Anakin Skywalker, scar, down the eye yep so you know it happens uh, before the clone wars movie and after attack of the clones in legends it was asajj ventress that gave him that scar that would explain the constant headbutting between those two characters even further in clone wars Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. the business on kato nimodia has everything to do with that scar on his eye and it has everything to do with that one line that Obi-Wan throws out there. And we already know how we, as Star Wars fans, eat up these stories about those one lines. Literally, Kessel Run and 12 Parsecs, boom, solo yeah. Star Wars story. I mean, that we love that kind of stuff as fans. So for me, picking this one up, I'm, I'm shoot, I may pre-order it. You know, yeah. I actually didn't see when the pre-order. I think it, you, I think you can right now. So I think. That means though, that if I pre-order this, I won't get it until after the birth of my daughter. <laughs> And she's supposed to be born in January. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I would be like sitting here waiting on my, my actual firstborn child and then be like, 
where's my book? That's what, would, <laughs> that's what would be happening. And the truth of the matter is I probably won't have time to read because I'll be a new dad. But at sure. the same time, I might, I'm still buying this. Like I'm just super yeah. excited about it. Um, the idea of them trying to just find this new bond within the Clone Wars, having essentially graduated from the Padawan to the, the Jedi Knight role. Mm-hmm. I, I just something I've wanted to see for so long. I love Anakin Skywalker. I mean, hello, I'm wearing an episode three hat. I have Darth Vader crunch on my on my shirt tonight. Vader crunch. Vader crunch, man. This is actually a Funko Pop thing. They had. Them, I like uh, that. I like. They that had shirt. them in cereal boxes. That was yeah, the kind of deal. Yeah. But anyway, I love Anakin. So for me, this is what I'm picking up. I'm super excited about it, Caleb. Anything else you got to add to it? No, other than um, I'm excited for this one as well. I'm definitely picking up Brotherhood too. I think this one, maybe not as essential, mm. but. Uh, it's very important as far as the characters of Anakin and Obi-Wan. And I think even in the announcement, it mentions how like it's an awkward kind of transition because technically at this moment, they're both Jedi Knights. Although Obi-Wan is still like his master, it's just that Anakin is no longer a Padawan necessarily. Yeah. So it's kind of like an awkward moment between the two initially. And I think that'll be something that they get through. And they also talk about how, you know, it's, it's in the title brotherhood yeah uh, it's important to build that uh, yeah. foundation. <laughs> and it's important to note that in attack of the clones he looked at obi-wan as a father when in reality they're not that diff- much different age something like 15 or 16 years difference yeah. in them and by the time you get to the end of revenge of the sith they're saying you know we're like brothers mm-hmm. and that's going to be this novel is going to be a heartbreaker it really is and yeah. that's that's something to look forward to i think no, I agree. I agree. All right. The next one, uh, I'll go ahead and take this one and save that last one for you. Cause I know you're really excited for that last one. Thank, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the third one, we've got stories of Jedi and Sith by Jennifer Heddle. It is geared toward middle grade audience. So around like nine to 12 ish, I'm yeah, assuming somewhere in so. that range. Yeah. Uh, it says, and I think this this was a direct quote, in this exciting middle grade anthology, 10 acclaimed authors imagine all new tales for some of the saga's most popular characters, from Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, from Obi-Wan Kenobi to Asajj Ventress, and beyond, complete with beautiful spot illustrations. So it's definitely, definitely geared toward not necessarily me, and for that reason, this is probably the one of these four that I probably won't go and purchase, Yeah, but I'm sure I'll read up on it online and I'll look at the illustrations. Cause that'll be pretty cool to see. Uh, but I don't really have any, anything else to add to that other than I'm sure it's great for, if you have someone in your family that loves star Wars and their ages nine to 12, check out this novel. Yeah. You know, for me, it's not one I'm really looking to pick up. You know, I think it's one of those I'm fine. If I find out bits and pieces of pieces of it on Twitter, Uh, To be totally honest, that's what I've been doing with High Republic. I've read just over half of Light of the Jedi, which is a good, it's a good book. It's just, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, like I need something to really drive it for me. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it teach their own with me, I guess it's just not really hitting it. So for me, I'm kind of feeling like this is going to fall into that camp of. I can I can read about it online. Mm-hmm. It, it won't hurt my feelings at all. You know, you actually bring up an interesting kind of discussion there to have, and we're veering off here for a second. That's fine. But I agree with you as far as reading novels. For me, it's a lot easier for me to get into those if we already have a television show or movie that has oh, yeah. set it up. For yeah. me, it's hard. I'm like you. It's been hard for me to get into High Republic because there hasn't really been massive stakes presented yeah. to us yet 
in that arena, in that yeah. setting. Now, with that said, though, I'm sure once Acolyte and stuff like that come out, sure. I'm sure I will have a lot more motivation to go check yeah. out those novels. But right now, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with High Republic, not because I'm not interested. Yeah because there's other things to tend to <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right that's the whole reason i read ahsoka i mean uh, the ahsoka mm -hmm. novel is phenomenal as well uh by ek johnston and that's the first canon star wars novel i ever read yeah. so i i love that book um, yeah well and, and to that end the reason why i finally decided to read heir to the empire is because thrawn yeah. showed up in rebels but well, also ahsoka doubled down by saying where's thrawn of course and I mean, they just happened to re-release that trilogy after she made that statement uh, yeah. so it's kind of yeah you have you have to get geared up for what's coming with thrawn there's no doubt mm -hmm. in my mind we're going to see thrawn in live action very soon and those novels are a key factor to that so certain novels like that yeah they're worth reading until i can get something in live action that says "Ooh, do you remember the starlight beacon like then i'll be like oh now i gotta go read high sure. republic you know that's yeah. what I, that's what i would do at that point and when they may do that eventually and if yeah. they do awesome well, you guys tell us online, if you're watching online, I'm looking over at my left-hand screen here because that's my side screen. But yeah, you tell us in the chat where you feel, how you're feeling about some of these novels. If it's all right with you, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the next novel. Absolutely, do it. All right, this final novel is meant for a young adult audience, but it is called Padawan by Kirsten White. Kirsten White writing Padawan. And this is uh, what we have in our show notes tonight. Obi-Wan Kenobi struggles with his place in the force as a young Padawan in a coming-of-age adventure. And Qui-Gon Jinn is heavily in the story. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just take this real quick. Yeah, because as I, as I have mentioned previously tonight, I love Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Phantom Menace, I'm sorry, it is, I'm actually not apologizing. It is my favorite Star Wars movie. It is the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters. I was four years old. That's well, You know the story. It's how I'm here, Caleb. Right, 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 right. I was right, four right. years old in May 1999. Saw it at midnight with my dad and several other people, and I hold on to those memories very closely. So for me, Phantom Menace, and I would rewatch it every time I got sick. I stayed home from school. I mean, I'd pop in the VHS when we got the DVD behind the scenes all day. I all day. I love the Phantom Menace. Okay. Like I love the Phantom Menace. So sure. And, yeah. and as I mentioned last week in our visions review, which by the way, if you haven't checked out our visions, Star Wars visions review, go check that out. Shame's I plug. Yeah. Shame all day. <laughs> uh, I bought 1999 action figures of Maul, Kenobi, Obi-Wan, a Jedi Padawan, Anakin, and Jar Jar Binks at an estate sale all for mm. 60 bucks. So yeah. that's, that's a steal on some of it those. Is a steal. It's a steal, especially on that Jar Jar, which was priced at $140. I talked them down. So I got, I got the deal of the day that day. I was stoked out of my mind. Yeah. I was like all kinds of adrenaline, <laughs> but anyway, I love Phantom Menace. And so because of that, anything that has to do with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and that relationship to me is everything that I love about Star Wars. And so when I watch Qui-Gon Jinn talk and I listen to Qui-Gon Jinn talk and I read what he says, I'm just like, I feel like I'm reading almost like a philosophy, you know, book because he's such a wise character. I would say he's as wise as Yoda mm -hmm. in, a, in so many areas. And so yeah. listening to him teach and, and listening to him and listen to Obi-Wan respond and, and be curious. And I just love that relationship so much. And so for me, this is for a young adult audience, this book, Padawan, but I'm getting it because yeah. I love this relationship so much. Well, the only thing I'll add to that is 
I don't think we should, as a Star Wars fan base, run from that young adult uh, label or genre. Because as we were talking about before we went live, Lost Stars, which is one of my all-time favorite Star Wars novels, maybe even just potentially stories in general, uh, is technically young adult if yeah I, I think that's the case if not it's definitely young adult could i know plenty of young adult uh people that could read that novel so sure. i think it i think it fits toward them as well so that young adult uh genre actually gets me more excited because that tells me that that, that padawan probably won't be overwhelming to read it'll probably be a nice easy fun and cool read just like you said to get into that mindset of qui-gon teaching and instructing obi-wan and seeing that relationship build and i'm curious though as far as if padawan comes before master and apprentice or after or does master and apprentice kind of like jump around no here master, and there master and apprentice is roughly 10 to 12 years before phantom menace if i remember correctly okay okay so this is probably it's it very clearly says a young padawan in a coming mm. of age story so that screams to me it's before master and apprentice okay so, so i might all, just read this yeah. one first then that wouldn't probably be a bad idea and of course as this goes on we're going to get more details and we're going to know more uh, about what we have coming down the pipe with this storyline so for me i'm excited about it um I'm very much looking forward to it so without further ado mm -hmm. let's end this portion of the show and get into our brand new uh, segment i almost said series segment yeah called fair enough and it is that, called uh fair enough so let's queue enough. let's queue up the segment here we go fair enough situation captain all right so when you hear that music or whenever you hear that sound bite that means we are getting into our fair enough segment now what is the fair enough segment you ask well it's a segment where myself and dj share a star wars hot take of the week these could be anything star wars related from the films television series comics or novels and you that's right you uh, can share a hot take to be discussed during the fair enough segment as well you have two options option number one in the mando talk discord send your hot take and use the hashtag fair enough at the fair end enough. of your hot take and we'll read it on the show option number two send a tweet to at mando talk type out your hot take and again use that hashtag fair enough at the end of your hot take that way we know for sure to read that hot take during the fair enough segment so hopefully that's enough info that you need uh first of all i love that little soundbite again that dj himself made I, I love getting grievous in there i like some prequel action uh, okay. I love it. I love it, man. But you know what? Since I, this was DJ's idea as well, so all props to him. <laughs> DJ gets to go first this week. DJ I gets to go first. I hope Zach Horvath is watching. Do you okay. know why? Ooh. I'm stealing it. <laughs> I am stealing it for my first fair enough segment out here. And I am going full dark side. There's a reason Ooh. I've got Vader on the chest, episode okay. three on the dome. Okay. I am I am about to I'm about to make some folks angry. Okay. I'm I'm be real honest. So here is my hot take. All right. Fair, I'm nervous. You should be. All right. This is from the depths of my darkest part of my soul. Okay, you ready? Sure. It's about the Mandalorian. Uh oh 
I brought him here with me tonight. Ooh, good haul. I've still never seen. That's the first time I've seen one in uh, in the flesh, although Ooh. we're through a screen, but whatever. <laughs> Let me get it out of the light there. Uh, it doesn't help. Yeah, this is right. this actually was the one that was released um, with Rise of Skywalker's release. He's right, he's right here on my end. I got the real deal. No you worries. You got the real deal, but I can I can I can get mine out of the box and <laughs> punch stormtroopers. <laughs> sure, sure. Anyway, here we go. I've been scared okay. to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Brandon Wayne should have been cast as the face of Din Djarin in The Mandalorian over Pedro Pascal. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I have to, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But listen, I have legitimate reasons as to why I believe this, and they're very detailed. So buckle up. Here we go. Uh, before, actually, before I do that, Caleb, what do you think when you hear me say, say that? Are you just beside yourself angry <laughs> i'm not angry um i, I just want to hear you elaborate how about that how okay, about that, that fair but enough. you know again we're gonna you know you know That's we what don't this yell is at about. each other it's conversations no, baby this is a safe space fair enough is where you can say the hottest of hot takes well here it comes man brandon wayne should have been cast as the face of din Djarin. i wrote this out so i made sure i don't mess it up <laughs> here we go so here, here we, we go. go all right the entire the, sh the show, its entirety, The Mandalorian, centers around a gunslinger who is essentially a lone wolf when we meet him, which, with me, which means this next to no assistance ever, okay? Not to mention, you do not see his face for seven full episodes, almost eight full episodes, all right? Mm -hmm. And I, my, my voice raising is not me angry. It's me being amped for this segment, fair enough, all right? Fair enough. Fair enough, all right. And here's the thing, there are, there are episodes that require basically only a stunt double, all right, and mm -hmm. a certain movement and performances that when I see Pedro Pascal in the armor, in the suit, in the helmet, it does not look the same to me. Now, you can argue one way or the mm -hmm. other, get a stuntman who looks more like the physicality of Pedro Pascal, or get rid of Pedro Pascal altogether, okay? Pedro's voice work, I want to say this up front, is incredible. He is an amazing voice work art, uh, artist in that, in that sense that that acting, that voice work is required, uh, required for. It's, it's impeccable. I mean, it, it, voice acting is something that should not be overlooked in any sense, no matter what genre you're coming mm -hmm. from, okay? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go a little further with this. Uh, there are moments in the Disney Gallery episodes that very clearly point out the fact that Pedro is not there. I mean, mm -hmm. they flat out were like, yeah, Pedro wasn't there. And we had Brandon come in or other stunt doubles who I don't remember the name of. Mm -hmm. All right. And in some cases, I think there's Pedro, two. yeah, there's two Brandon's with the other one. And then there's the other guy with the dreads who looks, mm -hmm. the dreads look dope and he's Jack. I would not want to run into him anywhere. Cause you could tell he could kick my tail. But um, <laughs> the truth is I think Brandon Wayne should still have been this guy because you don't need Pedro on the set. You just don't. So mm -hmm. when you have these performances from Brandon Wayne and other stunt performers, it actually lessens the need for a big name actor to even be on set because he's already got his face covered. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, his face is covered. There's no reason to have Pedro Pascal there. Now, let me go even a step further. Not to mention the character of the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, again, his face is hidden like 98% of the time. Pedro comes in to do like two things, voice acting, which by the way is amazing, but it could be done by a thousand other people easily. And Brandon Wayne has a great voice, I think. I think he would have made a great uh, Din Djarin. 
So to stand in for like a scene or two, that's the only other thing Pedro does. And they basically do that just for the writers to say, hey, let's have him take off his helmet in this episode because we haven't seen his face in a while is essentially all they've done. All right. Hmm. I mean, let's be real honest here. All they're doing is saying we haven't seen our main actor in seven episodes. He has to remove his face or not his face, his helmet in the finale. Great. Are we going to see his face in season two? A little bit more, literally twice, I think. I don't think there was more than three, more than two times in all of the second season where we saw Pedro Pascal's face. Now, granted, Mm. he was on set more, but it makes so much more sense just to never have cast some, a guy who, let's face it, before Mandalorian was known for two things, Narcos and uh, Game of Thrones. And other than that, B-list actor. That's who he is. Mm. All right. Now, Mandalorian has put him on the A-list. Mm, i'm just gonna i'm telling you this is what this is about there's a reason i am dark side tonight man sure sure so with with all of these things are very heavy and i'm aware of that so let's circle back to brandon wayne he is of the lineage of hollywood royalty john wayne's grandson who else is better to take on this gunslinger cowboy-esque you know, swagger. I think it makes all the sense in the world to have a guy who can perform like a cowboy in Star Wars actually be the guy. So why not let him show his face? You know, it kind of reminds me a lot of now, Brandon Wayne has actually been very respectful of this. And I also want to say this too, before anybody starts to like try to cancel me or whatever, I want to, I want to make this very clear. I like Pedro Pascal. I Mm. think he's great, but I don't think he's as needed because even Giancarlo Esposito on the Emmys red carpet flat out said, we don't even need him. We don't even need Pedro for season three is what he said. So because he's not needed for season three and he apparently wasn't needed for season one, you know, I think Pedro wasn't willing to take the risk. I think he wasn't willing to take the risk to step out there or it was a scheduling conflict or it's officially a scheduling conflict. You know, I, this is this is going to be my hot take that I'm going to have to live and die with, I feel like, yeah. because when it's all said and done, it, it's not that hard to have somebody come in there and just be a character who's got a helmet on 98% of the time, like I said. And on top of that, we saw how easy it was for Timothy Oliphant to take off the helmet and put it back on. What's the big deal other than the story side of things saying, hey, you know, we don't take our helmets off. Okay, that's only in there because you couldn't put Pedro in the show because of scheduling conflicts or because he didn't want to take the risk. Well, I think in season one, though, he was more he was readily available more to where if they wanted to put him in there as much as they could, they could have. It's just with a lot of the a lot of the yeah. stunt work, and regardless of if they're helmeted or not, a lot of stunt work's not done by the A-list actor anyway. Well, I know that, and that's that's what I'm saying. If 98% of the show is one giant stunt, which is mm-hmm. what a season one was, season sure. one was one giant stunt show, especially those first couple of episodes, you know, with the sand crawler and him right running up and down the with the mud horn and all that stuff i mean Mm -hmm. all of that was just one giant stunt man's dream so Mm -hmm. i I, yeah i know i'm 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 take i'm gonna take one for this later i know it but like i'm just being honest he didn't i don't think we ever needed pedro and i wish now looking back at it we just had brandon the whole time Mm -hmm. um not to say and i that doesn't mean i dislike pedro that doesn't mean i dislike the mandalorian i love the mandalorian look okay He's up there, guys. All right. And he's, I'm, I've got him in the flesh right here, sort of. All right. I've got sure. the toy. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to this because it's a cool toy. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, I, I love the show. I want it to continue for many more seasons if, if uh, Lucasfilm wants to. Um, I have a suspicion, though, it may end after three or four seasons. 
but at the same time, I just, that's my hot take. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to it. You know, it's a hot I'll, take. It's, it's a hot take. And that's, that's my first fair enough. That is a very, uh, very hot <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, what else am I supposed to do? I mean, it's just, why else? You know, I, I just, it's the best thing I could think of. And that's my honest opinion. It's the only two things that I'm thinking of as far as just, you know, just another point of view. Number one, yeah, I, I don't think there's been scheduling conflict like people have said. I think that it's been their plan for Book of Boba Fett to come out this December and Mandalorian to come out next December. I think it's just something that they were aware of uh, and it just kind of naturally fit their schedule. Right. Number two, I think Giancarlo Esposito's quote of they don't need Pedro Pascal was in the sense of just starting to shoot it. Not as far as oh, we're not they're not going to delay it. They're sure. not going to delay shooting for Pedro, I think, is what he was essentially saying. Not saying that, oh, we don't need Pedro in order to shoot the show. I'm just I think he was saying we don't need Pedro in order to start shooting well, the show. I read that as sarcasm with a hint of truth. Hmm. Because because, okay. I mean, Giancarlo shows up and he's ready. And sure, I'm gonna be honest with you. I knew who that guy was way before I knew who Pedro Pascal was. Sure. And so he, in my mind, is an A-list who came down to TV. You know, yeah. that's how I see it. Well, not down to TV. He was already in TV, but you know what I mean, to take yeah. that step over there. So I think I read – now, you read it one way, I read it another. And yeah. that's part of this Fair Enough segment. You know, that's, mm. what's, that's what this is going to be about sure, going sure. forward. Uh, Man, there's now, a lot to talk about with that one, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I, I, I figured loud and heavy. I mean, yeah. just lay, lay it on there like my boy Cody mm. Jinks. You know, I just, it's just what it is. Shout out Nolan. Uh, um, well, that's what I have on that, man. And ooh. that's, that's my first fair enough. I'm, I'm anxious to hear if you want. Mine's not that hot. Mine's not that hot, but well, that we probably need to simmer down anyway. <laughs> I will say, I will say though, just real quick, just to, again, you know, advertise that sure. it's okay to have these. I don't want anyone else other than Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian personally. Well, I mean, I, I, at this point, I don't. Because if he had never taken the helmet off, I'd be like, can we switch this up? You know, like if he'd never taken the helmet off, I'd be like, mm -hmm. can we switch this guy out for somebody else? But because he's already revealed himself. Well, what's the reason for wanting to switch him out other than scheduling? I just, I just don't think it's worth it's not worth the it to have effort. this. It's not worth here's the one of my biggest beefs is Pedro's basically coming in. I'm gonna switch it back to red because I feel like I have to now. <laughs> um my, one of my biggest beefs is the fact that Pedro, he's basically collecting a check for something somebody else did. And that irritates the fire out of me because now I get it. Stuntmen do their thing and actors do their thing. But mm -hmm. when 90% of this show has been a stuntman doing the work, mm -hmm. Pedro is then top build. It, it seems like mm -hmm. someone's been cheated to me and mm -hmm. If I and not not I don't even want to say if I because then I just start projecting and it takes us down a whole other rabbit trail. Um, but it's just not it doesn't seem like the right call to me. Okay. And it, it just it kind of bugs me and I, I don't like that. Now, if Pedro Pascal were to jump in our chat right now and be like, Hey, my name is Pedro Pascal and I'm calling you out, I'd be like, Fair enough, let's have that <laughs> conversation. Or even if Brandon Wayne or John Favre, I don't care. I mean, I'd love to have that conversation. Sure. I'll fangirl the whole time too. <laughs> But at the same time, I, I want to make it very clear. I'm a fan of Pedro. I just don't think it – I just don't see the point. You know, okay. I just I don't see the point. Okay. That's 
Sorry. Uh, fair <laughs> so, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, all right, Mr. Keller. Mr. Well, Man, mine's off. definitely not that hot, so we are going to simmer back down. We're putting the burner on uh, warm. Put, putting the burner on warm. Yeah. I, I did more so of like a lighthearted take, and I'll switch the color based on my hey. based on my take here. Here we go. Here's the take. It, it's not going to be too hot. It's just something that I, for some reason, I've been heavily thinking about this recently. Ray Skywalker's lightsaber in the Rise of Skywalker is the best lightsaber in the entire saga. Point blank. Okay. Period. Better okay. than the Skywalker saber. Better than Kylo wow. Ren's saber. Better than the dark saber. Now, my reason for that, this is probably something that could change if I'm okay. being completely honest. But for right now, the reason for that is the mystique behind it. Yeah. I think a couple years ago, I probably would have said the Darksaber. But now in The Mandalorian, we're getting it in action. We've seen it in Clone Wars and Rebels some more. So I'm like satisfied and fulfilled with the Darksaber. And I'm not, I guess the mystique's not there with that weapon at this point. Kylo Ren, same thing with The Force Awakens. When it first came out, yeah. I thought it was the best lightsaber I'd ever seen in my life. Practicality, maybe not there, but it was really cool. Uh, so I loved kylo ren saber but right now to this date on october 7th of 2021 ray skywalker's handmade handcrafted from her staff from throughout the sequel trilogy yes number one by far hands down the best lightsaber in the entire saga now that could change if they actually start showing it being used and and welded in a, in a battle but yeah. for right now that's where i'm sticking my first yeah. Fair enough. Hot take. And again, it's not hot. It's not yeah. the hottest of hots, but I do feel like that might be rare in a sense compared to all the other sabers that are out there. Sure. Well, first of all, fair enough. And <laughs> secondly, you know, I, I don't disagree with you because I see no problem with the Ray's, Ray Skywalker's lightsaber being on that list. I mean, a few mm -hmm. weeks ago, we talked about the Hasbro reveal for the uh, elite force effects, you know, yeah. black series saber. And, that and that's probably was, why it's been on my mind, honestly. Oh, that's totally fine. But you know, I am a proud owner of a Ray Skywalker Funko pop with the yellow lightsaber. Oh, nice. And I'm so glad I copped that, but um, <laughs> it's a good, it was a good day at my house. Well, for me, maybe not so much for the wife, which by the way, today is actually my wife and I's fourth wedding anniversary. Hey, so happy she, anniversary. Thank you very much. So she is letting, <laughs> she's letting me come do the stream tonight yeah uh as soon as i'm done here i'm gonna go hang out with her for the rest of sure, the sure but at the same time uh i was happy to buy that but back to the ray skywalker thing yeah it's a cool lightsaber i think the only thing i differ with you on i think let me go like all-time all greatest lightsaber is darth maul i feel like mm, okay and then followed very closely by ray skywalker oh so you're putting it pretty high too then. It, it's very high up. okay on the maybe cool i misread that then well, maybe no, i misread that it's very high up on the cool list because mm -hmm. it is the the sentimentality of her staff mm -hmm. where she got a yellow uh, kyber crystal i don't know i want that answer i want that answer like i want to know how maz Kanata got the skywalker legacy saber sure. even though that's kind of been answered but not really I, I want to know all that information. That's why I think there's this, like you said, a mysteriousness to it and, or just the, the mystery surrounding it is cool, mm -hmm. but right behind Ray Skywalker, Ahsoka, Ahsoka's white Ooh, lightsaber okay. is freaking cool. Man. Okay. Um, and if you have Spotify and you listen to star Wars music, 
little scroll bar for the music. Yeah, turn, I noticed it, it, that. It, it turns into a lightsaber. And yeah. you can switch it between, I think, like five or six different lightsabers. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's a that's a great fair enough. Hot okay, take. sweet. That's sweet. a great, you know, I think some people would be like, that's stupid. Like, I hate that lightsaber. <laughs> sure, a, probably like how but, they would feel about you saying Pedro shouldn't be. <laughs> no, I'm on a whole other planet, okay? <laughs> I'm out in the unknown regions, okay? There's yes, you some, are. There's some yes, people are. who are like, whoa, what the heck? Where am I? <laughs> if you're just, that's why, that's that's what happened this night. Just, I went off the rails, but hey, you know what? Sometimes hey, it happens that way. Sometimes, yeah, that's, again, that's what fair enough is it's all fair about. about. It's where the hottest of hot takes can be said with no judgment judgment everything's all good you know we can respectively disagree as far as those hot takes go and, and everything's all fine yeah. and dandy yeah fine should, and dandy we should play that fair enough music one more time just to like i think we should let's just okay. play it one more time so okay. we can end it and move on all right here's here's okay before we end it though i will say this again remember you have options as far as getting in your fair enough yes. requests uh, send us a message on Discord by using the hashtag fair enough at the end, and we'll know to read it and talk about it in our fair enough segment. Or send us a tweet and use that hashtag of fair enough at the end. And again, we'll know to read it during our fair enough segment. But anyway, yes. that closes our fair enough segment. So, yes, we will in fact play that great music again. Fair enough. What's the situation, Captain? All right. Well, we appreciate everybody's support and listening this week to our episode. That's it as far as our show notes goes. Uh, I loved this episode. Honestly, there wasn't a yeah. ton of news pieces, but we had uh, we flourished as far as discussing them, though. And we were honestly we didn't really like like this was natural flow, natural conversation. Yes. It flowed out of us. Uh, clearly, DJ went to the dark side this week. But that again, that is oh. Okay, that's what we're here to do. Uh, yep. And let us know again, all of you out there, let us know what you thought of all of these different news pieces, uh, Discord, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of those different platforms. We're wide open on every single one of those. We would love to hear from you. And we're so thankful for your support again on YouTube. Help us get now. We're trying to get to 200. Let's just get to that next 100 number. We've gotten to 100 subs and we are so thankful for that support. And let's continue to grow. DJ, do you have anything else you want to say to our audience before we get out of here? I'm just glad that we get to live in a space where I can say things that normal human beings don't normally say. <laughs> and you know, whatever, it, I, maybe I just need to go home and relax, sure. take a chill pill as my mom Watch uh, Terrifying Tales. I need to watch. I'm glad you said that because I've already forgotten <laughs> about it. <laughs> but you know what? I will, I will, I will hang out. I'm going to watch Terrifying Tales and I'm uh -huh. going to spend the rest of the, and I'm going to do that probably later, but I'm going to spend the rest of the evening with my wife. Uh -huh. I'm just going to celebrate my fourth wedding anniversary. So there you go. That's what there I got go. to say about that. All right. And, and hopefully you'll come back to the light and I'm sure you will. Maybe we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. All right. Let's get out of here. We hope you have a blessed week. And as always, we have spoken.